Do you want to know the difference between Botox and dermal fillers? Do you want to know the difference between thread lifts and facelifts? Do you want to know the reasons some people choose to improve their appearance with aesthetic medicine? What makes our patients and our doctors tick? Hello, and welcome to Aesthetic Medicine Uncovered. My name is Simon Ravichandran, and in this series of podcasts, we will be talking about what aesthetic medicine actually is, the procedures that we offer, what we do, and why we do it. I hope you'll find it interesting, and I hope it answers some questions you may have. This podcast is produced by the Clinetics Group, Scotland's leading multi-award winning aesthetic medical clinics. Hi everyone, this is Simon and Emma Ravi Chandran coming live to you from our front living room um, in Bothwell. I hope you're doing well. Hi Simon. Hi Emma. I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> how, how uncanny to see you here today. In this. In our living room. <laughs> Sitting two metres apart. A new office. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are, you, how are you doing? So, um, how are you doing Emma and anyone who's listening, how are you all? We're, uh, we're having this conversation um, today just because, uh, well, a lot of reasons really. Um, we wanted to share with you a bit of our experiences of the effect of the lockdown, the effect of COVID-19 and um, try and reassure some of you about the steps that we're taking to uh, make sure that we're in a position to open up and continue to offer the, the high quality experience and service that Clinetics is, is known for. Um, Not only to reopen, but to do it in such a way that patients are confident that we have paid attention to the current COVID situation and we go back stronger in a position where we can offer the same high level of customer service to all our patients, but also in a way that's safe for our staff and a way, in a way that's really safe for our patients as well. Yeah, I think that's, it's really important to stress that right at the beginning. Uh, you know, what, whatever happens in the future, and there's so many unknowns, um, the, the, the goal is always the, the patient safety um, and getting, getting the outcomes that you know, our patients want, that they expect, without putting anyone at risk, um, either individually or you know, the way things are right now in a pandemic with the population or the general public as a whole. Anyway, on a let's let's move it up a little bit. I think okay. that's getting a little bit too somber for the start. Yeah, we'll be tuning well, out. Absolutely, Emma, everybody's. Let's, let's interview each other. Okay. Right. Should we do that? Let's let's ask each other questions about what what's happening and uh, what we've been doing. So. So it's day forty four. It's day forty four, and we are still married. Not a single argument at all. The children are still yeah. alive, and we've got a new addition to the family. Yeah. Emma, tell us about the new addition to the family. <laughs> How, how ah. has this new edition changed your life? Okay, so last Friday, we received delivery of a new addition to our family by the name of Akira. And Akira is... Akira is a Japanese name, yeah. Akira is a Japanese name meaning bright. Um, and she is the fluffy little teddy bear that is a 10-week-old Newfoundland puppy. So yeah. that has absolutely revolutionised... The way that we live. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's we, been... We have a small baby bear walking <laughs> yeah. around our house, in our garden. Yeah. And keeping us awake at night, like a new baby Yeah, it's does. brilliant. It brings back and... such amazing memories, doesn't it? 
uh, yeah. <laughs> Memories of tiredness, of yeah. potty training. Memories mm-hmm. of constantly cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And no lo- better time than no better fun. time than now to do this. Uh, and you know, I want to I want to say that this wasn't an impulse decision. This wasn't a case of you know oh what? my god, we're in lockdown. What the, are we going to do? Hey, buy a puppy. We have is, been planning this mm, for years. Yeah, ten years. <laughs> for so, ten years, I have been and my children have been grinding Emma down to get a puppy. We have wanted one forever. I had a dog when I was a child, and there is a dog shaped hole in our family's life. <laughs> so yeah, um, and you know, and. In fairness, yeah, we all know the saying that a dog is not just for Christmas. Um, it's not just for COVID. And it's absolutely just not for COVID. But I do know a lot of people who have had puppies delivered or made the decision to have a puppy in this lockdown. But you know what? It was just almost for me the one and only opportunity that we would have to, to you know, to get a puppy. Yeah. Um, and to have the time to spend well that's it the time's a thing that. isn't it it's part of the life readjustment that's taken place as a result of this because yeah, um, you know we had so much on this year and we're always yeah. putting things off we're always saying we'll do this next month next year we'll have more time we'll have more time well because but, we're always away traveling and teaching and, and training we've got this problem. And we can't say no yeah. we're not no sayers yeah you know so someone asks us to do something yeah sure you know we'll, we'll do that so we've ended up constantly traveling you know all over the world then coming back here to do our work in the clinic and doing some teaching writing some papers and it just goes on and on and then all of a sudden we're not doing any more travel all of a sudden all the conferences and meetings and congresses that we were supposed to be working in for the at least the next 12 months they're all cancelled or they've been done virtually we're doing them We we can we're doing some conferences and meetings like we're having this conversation right now in our living room and it's great because if there's no video cameras no one can see the mess that we are in right now which is uh, a bonus yeah anakira is sleeping but that might not last for the whole duration of this podcast yeah and also if people know simon and i we don't take on a task in life and not ensure that we win at that task so in order to take (laughs) a puppy on we had to have the time um, to make sure that we would train the puppy yeah. well and that you know we would ultimately end up with a dog, especially given that it's Newfoundland, that would be incredibly obedient and kind with the children, with neighbours, etc. etc. So And with my mum, because if life gets back to normal and we do start working again in this sort of really busy way in a couple of years' time, we're gonna need a little bit of help. And our neighbours are wonderful people and they've offered to look after the dog and we've got friends. But my mum, she misses the dog that we had when we were a child as well. But I can imagine a boisterous, bouncy, huge Newfoundland uh, dragging my 70-year-old mother down (laughs) Main Street. (laughs) And into the Clyde for a swim. We have to have a a well-behaved puppy, a well-trained puppy. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on from the dog. Let's start. We've done, what are we... uh, Right, what else have we What are we doing with our time? Well, it's, it's kind of evolved since the initial lockdown. I cannot believe it's been 44 days. It just seems... You know, like it was one week ago or 10 days ago. But even if we start thinking back and, you know, everybody's going to do this. They're going to look back on the photographs that they've taken on their phone. And, you know, we're going to, we are creating memories. But what, what we were doing right back at the beginning 
was essentially panicking, I guess. Yeah, w- wake up, wake up six o'clock. Panicking. Daily schedule, um, spend three hours panicking. Nine o'clock, people start opening their offices. We could phone them. Um, mm. Sitting in phone queues for hours, panic a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, essentially, we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. You know, we had an imminent, uh, imminent social and economic collapse falling falling around us, and yeah. doing everything we could to make sure that you know the staff was were looked after. Um, and uh, I think, like Donald Trump says, we've done, you know we're the best at that. We've done a really good job. <laughs> you know, no one's done it better than Clinetics. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, tried so hard. you know, the, yeah. there's there's different. Well, there's two main elements, or even three main elements to the lockdown. There was obviously the business and the staff that we had, and ultimately the government have done well and they have supported businesses with the furlough scheme, um, because that was a really serious concern. You know, we've got twenty four members of staff, um, who are all, you know, working for us, so. We had to make sure that they were fine, but also from the ho- the home point of view as well. You know, everybody has the same worries. You've got your mortgage to pay, your finance and your car to pay, your bills to pay, your council taxes, etc., etc., to pay. And these were all, you know, significant concerns because, like everybody else, they were going to wonder, well, if the money's not coming in, how can we make these huge commitments that we made prior to uh, the COVID nineteen? What, what I don't know. You will hear this. This is this is the issue with live recording in your house. That we'll hear the puppy. We can hear the puppy. Okay. Should we go play <laughs> with the puppy for a little bit? No, it's fine. Matthew will. Let's get Matthew to go. Um, um, Matthew's our oldest. Let's get Matthew yeah. to come and play with the puppy. It doesn't matter. Hold on a second. You carry on talking, Emily. Okay, so what we were talking about, it was like, you know, at the beginning, we had these imminent worries that we managed to resolve quite quickly. Um, obviously, the, the kids were a concern. They, they'd finished school, you know, who was going to look after the kids in the event that we would go back to work? Um, how were the kids going to be educated? What effect was this going to have on the children? Our eldest child was doing his um, hires this year. So we had to deal with the kind of fallout of the schools not proceeding with the um, exams and, you know, what effect, what short-term effect was that going to have on our eldest son? What long-term effect was um, not doing the exams going to have? How were they going to cope without school? You know, how much education were they going to miss? And, um, you know, how much were we going to be able to provide with regards to homeschooling as well? So we had to sort of line up all the um, the ducks, as to say, and put all the organisational structure into our life, um, you know, before we could kind of move on. Okay, what about this? So I was just saying that at the beginning, we were organising uh, the homeschooling, we were mm-hmm. trying to sort out Matthew with regards to his um, hires oh. and the cancellation of the exams you know, for all the kids. It's such a stressful position for the children to be in. Yeah, so I was um, talking about you know not knowing the long is, term you know. or the short the short term or the long term implications for <laughs> you know all the children across the UK not sitting those exams or maybe you know beyond the UK as well. Um, also the worry of what coronavirus was actually doing to the UK as well. It became very evident very quickly that there was going to be a huge death toll within um, the UK and within the world in, in general. And that was obviously a significant worry because of 
obviously had to come to terms with the fact that we were living with a new virus that was yeah. potentially it's a how dangerous, for how dangerous is this? Who's it dangerous for? Would. I mean, my mum's locked herself up for uh, <laughs> barely left the place for six yeah. weeks. Anyway, you know, when she comes to visit now, she still wants to stand at the bottom of the driveway because she's yeah. too scared to come closer, which is fair enough and perfectly, uh-huh. perfectly reasonable, I think. So. But it's interesting, the evolution of that, because that was that people were not that scared at the beginning. The thought that it only, mm. only affected yeah. the elderly and the I think, infirm. Yeah, we've gone through like a wave, um, haven't we? Yeah, it's not going to affect us, then heck, it's going to affect everyone. Social yeah. distancing, and everyone was behaving with the social distancing. And I think we're seeing a little bit of relaxation here where people become a little bit more confident and they realise oh well maybe we're a bit safer maybe yeah. we are maybe we're not I don't think we are to be honest but, yeah um, on a more upbeat note let's let's upbeat it a little bit no no it's fine it's all it's all part of the the process and I think it's quite good to talk through the process I mean this is like counselling I think for both of us to, you know is it, 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 me, it has is it making been, you feel better yeah but it, it has been quite a, a like a major life event that we'll all remember you know long term but what was good I mean my goodness what was the weather what has the weather been like it has been absolutely <laughs> the best weather the UK and certainly Scotland has seen for many many years so it's Scotland, and we're actually get getting the best of it our summer here in Scotland consists of three days of sunshine usually um, yeah the weather has been phenomenal yeah it's been amazing hasn't it so it's been amazing because... And this has really helped with keeping us physically yeah. busy and, kind yeah. of, and mentally busy as well. Uh, so we were getting fit, weren't we? Yeah. We were. Yeah. We were factoring in getting out with the kids on the bikes almost daily. Yeah, we were, kind of, we were pushing up to about 20, 20 miles each day. Um, and then the 5k runs. Yeah. Always going beautifully swimmingly. Yeah. I ruined it. Nah, my knee kind of... <laughs> Give up. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're well, maybe we've got to come to the realization that we're yeah old. Well, <laughs> you can't you can't Botox your joints. Let's face it. So, so Emma's broken her knees and I've just broken my legs in general. <laughs> so we're gonna rest it for a week or so and uh, we're just I don't know maybe stretch okay. in the garden or something. But also it because the the dog came just like. On yeah. Friday, yeah, perfect time. We can't leave. We can't the take house. it for a walk for two weeks. So, Brilliant. <laughs> you know, she only got her last vaccination today, so mm. she'll not be able to go out or she can't leave the property for another two weeks. So, you know, one of us always has to stay in the house, so it's been more difficult to get all the kids yeah. out. But, you know, on a massive positive note, how good is, has it been to actually spend time with the kids and with the family? Yeah. Um, how has your Eating being Simon? Me? Yeah. My, my eating? Yeah. Is this, is this a public issue? My eating? <laughs> my diet as of national concern. I don't eat. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been a workaholic and I'm, I've just never, never really managed to um, sort of find time <laughs> for breakfast or lunch. I've kind of been a one meal a day sort of person. I don't think it's, you know, it's not caused me significant harm, but it's clearly not healthy. So. Okay. I know I said this was therapy, but that's not what I meant. I meant I was talking about the cooking and how, um, yeah, how we've had time to spend in the kitchen and, you You know, the kitchen is the hub of the family life. So we're, it certainly is for us. So we're like three meals a day. Yeah. Um, getting up, making, making a good breakfast, having it with the family, yeah. family lunch, you know, all of us sitting down Yeah. and then, you know, making, making dinner. 
I mean, yeah. for all I don't eat, I love to cook. So I've, it's been a great opportunity just to get back in my kitchen and uh, well, it's and great for the kids to be you all to yeah, it's great like, for the kids to see their parents sort of in that kind of situation as well because Simon and I, um, yeah, we really are like ships that pass in the night. You know, one person will be working in the clinic late at night while the other person's home with the children, and then there's that swap over on a day-to-day basis so having us all together with the kids has been phenomenal I think um, it's been great for the, um, the kids have it's actually you know it's, it's been a great thing for the family unit it's been yeah. great for us all um, and hopefully, mentally and we've I, I think it's, it's made us stronger as people you know because we've all been put in this situation um, together and we've had to learn and evolve and develop together and you know yeah. I mean it's the kids haven't really had any fights have they you know we've got three boys that fight all the time but minimal Minimal. So, and yeah, they've enjoyed cooking. We've been making lots of Japanese food. Um, one of the downsides are that we were due to go to... Yeah, we were due to go to... Um, yeah, we are going to Niseko, Tokyo and Niseko. So. And we were going skiing, believe it or not, after my devastatingly bad break of my leg last year. You can go skiing. in on that a little bit if you want to, you know, the therapy. Of yeah. That, you know, oh, no, I'm over it. So I'm sure anybody who, who are my patients yeah. knew that so, I was in cast last year from December through until July like or June. Until June. Mm. Um, anyway, Niseko, yeah. yeah, we were supposed to be going skiing so, in, in Japan. We're new, we're, we're new to skiing. We're, we love it. And I was taking the brave pills and getting back on the yeah. ski slopes. Anyway, and yeah, that, that was cancelled. So that's totally not happening. Um, uh, so we've uh, we've decided to instead of instead of going to Japan, we brought Japan to us. So I'm cooking a lot of Japanese food. Yeah, ramens, um, hot pots. Yeah, um, I've developed a love for Japanese beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've been looking for what do you call that wine? Sake. Sake. The rice wine. Yeah, we've been looking for it. If Come anyone on. can tell me where to buy sake in the UK, yeah, please. I mean, please email us at info@clinetics.co.uk because I cannot get any anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the way you did that. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, yeah, sake because it's it's an ingredient in a broth that you put the eggs in for your ramen, right? That's why you want it. No, I just want to drink it hot. Okay, yeah. Oh, remember those days? Yeah. Anyway, so we brought Japanese culture to us. We're doing that. We've got a we've got a dog with a Japanese name, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and one day we will get to Japan. One day we will. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fun. so let's talk about what we're doing for the business. Okay. For our patients. Well, we're still we're gonna, working. We're still working. Yeah, we don't stop. Um, different working. We're working to uh, make sure that we're going to come back for you stronger. We're going to come back for you in a position to offer you all the services that you have always accessed from us, to give you all the advice that you've always needed from us, to help you through your skincare journey. But I think this event has made us reflect and reevaluate a lot of the processes that we have in place and actually it's put us in a really strong position to be able to improve the delivery of those services so not only we're not just going to be back saying right we're here to offer you the service don't worry guys we're here we can actually i really really strongly believe that we're going to be delivering a better a far better service when we go back it's going to be streamlined for the patients in a way that's going to be more convenient, more effective, easier to access, and generally improve everything. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really focused on that, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing it. Yeah, well, certainly, 
we keep in regular contact with all the staff and all the staff have been doing a phenomenal amount of training. They've been constantly um, accessing webinars. Um, we've been able to offer training to our staff that you know would be very, very difficult to close the clinic and have everybody to travel to London or whatever to access these courses that are being um, provided by a lot of companies via the internet by virtual presentations and things like yeah. that so the girls have like built up a phenomenal amount of knowledge and while great, they've been furloughed you know because the, the used to training and education with you know sporadic conferences you know three or four events a year you'd have yeah. designated specific training events we're very focused on it yeah. but now the training providers are bending over to provide you know um value so that we're, we're getting access to constant daily um, high quality training content that's that's really they're soaking it up like sponges yeah and they they really they can't wait to take that they and are apply they're it. so excited to come back <laughs> they are really so excited yeah. all our medical um, practitioners like Sarah and Penny and um, Caroline and Paula are all absolutely engaged in you know being. 100% ready to come back and offer the services yeah. that we do. And you know what? And what about the medical estheticians as well? I mean, they're, again, so, so good mm -hmm. on their knowledge of skin and provision of, you know, skin advice and the science of the product which we sell are, you know, a lot of them, their knowledge surpasses mine for sure. So... Yeah, really excited to come back. It's good that you can you can say that, and it's something, and, and me too as well. Is there's there's skill sets that these these uh, these girls and the rest of the team have that I actually I don't have. Yeah, no, they're yeah. they're really awesome. So uh, someone said that you know the key to successful business is to surround yourself with people who are better than doing your job than you are. I think that's maybe that's not. I phrase think right, that but... possibly when we come back, <laughs> there are going to be some team <laughs> players that. Yeah are better than us at some of the things that um, we do within the clinic. And you know what? That's brilliant. That's, That's great. You know, we will absolutely 100% embrace that, nurture it and develop that because, you know, whatever our staff are providing for our patients, we want the best possible outcome for our patients. So right. let's talk you know about what? a few of the things. Well, actually, let's not. No, we were going to talk about this few. I know, I know we were, okay. but you know, let's let's put that on episode two because we've we've gone past twenty minutes, and twenty minutes is the ideal length of time for a podcast. So let's call that a day, and then let's record another one that we can ping on as an episode two shortly after this one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good plan. Okay. So everybody, Keep in touch. stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care Flatten of your family. Flatten the curve. Observe social distancing. And we're available for you. We've got our Facebook page, Clinetics, Instagram, Twitter, at Clinetics, infoclinetics.co.uk. Any questions, any advice, we are here to help you with pretty much anything that we can. Um, and we'll post some pictures of the puppy, maybe? Yeah! Let's along, post with, along with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's call this podcast How Akira Changed Our Lives. Yeah, let's not call it how COVID changed our lives. That's too simple. <laughs> right, guys. Okay. Calling it a day. Great talking. Take care. Bye. Bye.